And it's another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason Hayes, good old Rocky Top, man. We, this Tennessee football team has me on another level excitement. Really? Yeah, I mean, obviously we are five and ooh. And if, if I could use the E-A-U-X. After the big win oh my gosh. over LSU. Oh my gosh. Pretty exciting. And it was never in, in question. It really was not in question. It was never in question. I, I will see that I will say though, there are several different like videos that are circulating around and and I think I've shared. I'm on no social media with the exception of I share a Twitter handle with yeah, yeah. my oldest son. Yep. And it's his Twitter handle. I just am on. You it just have access to it to yep. be able to, you know, to access it. And so I, I one make sure. I mean, and again, uh, he never posts on it or anything that sort. But mostly it's for communication with baseball programs, and uh, and so uh, and most of the feed is sports related. Sure. And there are two or three videos that are circulating around related to the Vols, mm-hmm. and one of which is uh, like retraining. Vol fans, it's how difficult. to how to enjoy a good team? It's difficult, and and it and it's. I mean, there's like all kinds of acting and things that sort in it, and there's this one character that he's like, you know, like they're ahead like 28 points or something, and something bad happens, and he starts to walk off, and yep. he's like, I know it, I knew it's about yep. to happen, you know, and and I. I have to acknowledge that's me. That's like, the, that's a hundred percent. When I was at I was at my father in law's watching the Florida game, <clears throat> and you know we fumbled early in that game, right? And I mean it was what five minutes into the game, yep. And my father in law goes, "Of course, this is what they always do. They always figure out a way to throw." I mean we're five minutes in, and I was like, "I can't do this." Like I feel like we're gonna beat him, and he was immediately because he's just been conditioned. Yes, That's what of you course, do. When you've been and so even even LSU, you know, we we tell ourselves things. Well, good thing it's at noon. Yeah, I told my kids that. Oh, it's a good thing it's not a night game. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good that our offense could literally <laughs> score on anybody. I'm looking at my kids and going, I'm even, I'm even putting it in them. Hey, it's just a good thing it's not and a night game. And then they ask, why? Yeah. And you're like, well, see, just actually, it's, so it's at an 11 o'clock game there. Yeah, right. Which is really early. And we practice in the mornings. In addition, the large majority of their fan base comes completely plastered. Yeah, so well, I did tell that. And, I told my kids. And I when said, they're completely intoxicated at night, the scene is absolutely yeah. wild and crazy. It's called Death Valley for a reason. And all those people are drunk. <laughs> The state of Louisiana. The kids are just looking at you with big, you yeah. know, big bug guys like, what? Yeah, I you told know. them, I told them all. Hey. And, and, and you say it with such like conviction yeah. that it feels so rational. I, I told know. them all, the state of Louisiana is drunk. <laughs> and have I ever been there? I don't know. No, no, but no. that's just what I assume. I have. Yeah. I've been there two or three times actually for events and I'll let you know that I don't know if I met anyone that yeah. was talked to. I'll, I'll tell you, there was nothing better than I mean, we were early in the fourth quarter and we scored and watching the waves of people leave that oh, stadium. Man. I mean, when have we been in a position? First off, we're number six. Bama's number three. We're playing them this Saturday. I mean, it's just, it's just like the old days. And, and yes, there's part of me going, we have a chance. I'm not even like, even my son, we went camping this weekend. So we watched the game. We stayed at this. I'll talk about it here in a little bit. We stayed at a campground. They were super nice people. 
But it literally is a gravel parking lot. Right outside the state park. Right outside Standing Stone. It is literally a gravel parking lot. No picnic table. No place to (laughs) do a fire outside. But full hookup in Hillham, Tennessee. And it had the best internet that we've ever stayed at a camping ground. Really? So I was able to stream the entire game. Which is nice. Yeah, it was really nice. So we're watching the game. and, uh, And then we started talking about this Saturday coming up with Bama. And on the way home last night, my son says... Daddy, I think we have a chance. I mean, we at least have a chance to make it a decent game. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know if that is, I don't, that's a win, I guess, but, yeah, but, but we are number six. It just means that, just but it's means, weird that we're in this it just mindset. Means it's your son who's been around enough <laughs> yeah, to know for his 11 years of life. He's oh. already going, you know, we, we have a chance of making it to the game. Yeah, well, I mean, heck, my, my 16-year-old's the one that sent me two or three of those videos. Yeah. I mean, like, he understands he it. He's it. like, man, yeah, I mean, we've been But college best, game day's coming back. Which is, I mean, listen, I think it's That's appropriate. Like, yeah. But if I were another fan base, I would be frustrated. Well, here, the, people hate UT fans. Of course they do. I mean, with a passion, because we have a passion. Yes. For... And we've, look, we have, we have dealt with decades of abuse. Mediocrity and uh, the abuse that comes with it. And, and we, that comes with the coaches that we've had in this place. Uh, and we go up and down and I mean, we, Derek Dooley literally sat on a stool. <laughs> and then he put 17 players on the field against LSU the last time we had a chance of beating them in. I think it was 13. It was, it, still, it felt like the entire still, team. Wild to have it that felt like, and I was working in the alumni office at that at that time. Yeah, and I was in uh, where was I? I was out of state at an alumni event, watching the game with all these alums. Oh no! Oh no! And we lost our minds in excitement because we thought we won, and then just like everybody else, we and had there our, went contributions. Out oh, the door. it was bad. It was bad, and then and then you just you just keep seeing things like that, and then we get Coach Heupel, and it's. So refreshing. It, even I saw an interview with a player that said one thing that gets discounted is the fact that our coach was a Heisman hopeful and he understands big games. Yeah. And they said there's something about him coming in. Yeah, him coming into the locker room and, and saying, look, I've been there. I've been, I've literally been in your shoes, yeah. not just as a coach, but as a player. I've been in these big game situations. Here's what we and need to do. And not a third string positional player. Leading, no, like leading yeah. the team, and and I I think that brings a sense of calm, and then also, man, hearing hearing an announcer during one of our games say, if the Heisman Trophy was handed out today, yes. it would go to Hendon Hooker. That was wild. That is, what are we doing? I mean, I don't even know how to operate <laughs> in. You weren't saying that with Garantano. No, just saying. I, you know, but, but now we, we literally have a quarterback where they're like the nation and announcers that played in the SEC are saying, yeah, this dude's the real deal. And an announcer that, uh, the announcers this past Saturday was like, Hey, can we put in for that game? That, like they were saying, we yeah, really yeah, want to do yeah. that game. We want to watch the game against Bama and they want to be in that scene. It's going to be wild. Oh, if, if you thought Florida was wild. Yeah. I mean, and obviously none of our fans will be plastered because we don't do that. <laughs> of course not. You know, it's a dry campus and we don't operate <laughs> in that. Anything you see happen where you think, well, that's probably somebody that's had too much drink. It's just passion. It's, it has nothing to do with alcohol. 
Hashtag sarcasm. When they threw the mustard on the field, it had nothing to do with that game lasting on into the wee hours of night and the amount of drinking that happened. They continued to be served that entire day. (laughs) That was was when I think the administration was like, maybe we, maybe we shouldn't serve alcohol. We need to stop stop some things. And Lane Kiffin was like, this is the greatest thing ever. They made a right choice on that. Man of me. Well, yeah, it's exciting times. There's no doubt we've got, uh, We've got full blast football with full blast fall. Yeah, I mean, man. it is you today the have a, you have a, a, I'm, I'm, like a mustardy yeah. sweat sweater. Not just a, I mean, it's a sweater. Yeah. It's not a thin sweater. No, it's not. It's a sweater. And it is, it, and I like it. It is my, like, fall fall. I'm it is fall. accentuating every bit of your yeah. rusty Look, red, here, red, reddish hair. Redheads. Uh, yeah, what, what is best for you? Like, yeah, what? redheads, it's, it's this color yellow. Okay. Uh, and, uh, like an army green is another oh. great color for a redhead. Uh, so if you're a redhead like, out there trying so to figure things out. like you just almost always have to wear fall colors? Yeah, that helps. Here's the thing. Or if, no, you just really flourish during the fall. Here's the, here's the thing. When I, even when I worked at UT and I, you know, love the Vols, I would look at the, the folks in the higher ups and say, Hey, can you not give me an orange polo? Like if, if you could not give me an orange anything, that would be great because it just doesn't work for me. I'm I'm super fair skinned, and you match that with an orange polo and my red hair, and you're just what are you doing? <laughs> and so uh, or red, like I don't wear red. Uh, you know, it just doesn't it just doesn't work. Well, this is working. But this, yes. So well done, yeah, sir. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I, mean, I love that I said that, and you already knew. I knew. I mean, you I've been like, yeah. I've been working on this on <laughs> my style for decades. <laughs> this, <laughs> I mean, you have no idea. Oh, I've gone through so many phases. Oh, uh, but but yeah. So so did you notice um, in our ten year anniversary uh, video that we did? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a shot yep. of both you and me. Yes. We together. Yep. On the stage doing an interview. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I noticed. I um am bigger than the marshmallow man. And uh, and, and fortunately I'm not anymore. That's right. Uh and you were bigger. Bigger and had a and had a beard yeah. that I don't ever remember being quite that big. Yeah. But my, it was expansive. When that popped up on the video, my wife elbowed me and was like, Oh my gosh. Like we're not returning. You know that. what else was on that video? What you got? When they did the drone in the parking lot? Yeah, it was Guess the, what was in there? Uh, the yes. church van. The A-team church van. Yeah, it was, it, we, it wasn't even parked. It was like driving oh, around. Oh, it was in motion? Come on. It was like, truly was like an action Come on. scene. And of the course, A-team. I elbowed Aaron and was like, look. And she was like, please stop. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, yeah, so. Uh, not only did I make the the video, but the church fan did Which as well. Which feels appropriate. Big deal. Kids were super excited it when I told them. And Aaron once again was like, "Stop it! It's, yeah. it's a vehicle that you are too attached to." And uh, and yeah, so uh, but but we went camping this past weekend. Like I said, have you if you've not been to Standing Stone Park, great park. No idea where that is. Uh, it's in Hillham, Tennessee. Still no. It's over. No it's Overton County. Uh, I, I think. Still no, I'm joking. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then, uh, and then my father-in-law was camping at, like the the dam, Delhalla Dam, uh, campground, which is a gorgeous campground. Yeah. They just didn't have any more spots for us, uh, there, or we would have been there. But, uh, so we went and visited them. The kids got to fish. Um, we, we, we took, I took them fishing on Saturday, and 
just so happens right across the way was a car show. So we were able to see all these old cars. Well, that's and, fun. Uh, you know, that's weren't, who, wasn't prepared for that, but uh, the kids you, loved it. Did you enter the No, room? I thought no. about it. Okay. I thought they'd have been like, you, sir, you, you need to leave. <laughs> but I've got all these stickers. Yeah, we don't have a category for that. I don't. And then I win. Then I win yeah, that. Well, first place. Make a category for and it and find, I win. Find a prize for me. Sir, you didn't even clean it. So last night, um, big deal uh, at the Hayes home. Uh, you were talking about camping, uh, first, first fire, outdoor fire of the fall. Okay. I know it's a little late in the game, but you know, Hayden with the surgery and everything else, it's just been busy. And, uh, and so yeah, first fire and first s'mores. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty. So you don't ever do s'mores in the summer. That's strictly a fall winter thing for you. We might have, I, not that I can recall. Yeah. I don't remember burning a fire this summer yeah the Again, kids the we'll, we'll do s'mores us. every now and then in the summer and the kids are like let's build a fire and i'm like okay and then i'm sweating right like, in you know crazy. last night was like legit no like, last night would have like, been nice get around yeah. get around it uh you know circle up enjoy yeah. ourselves uh, take a blanket out there i'm trying to great. figure out when i believe that last year the first fire in the house for me, was late October, and I'm looking at the weather for next week, and it's going to get like highs in the 50s at one point next You're week, lows in it. And so I'm thinking maybe next week is oh, the feeling a little temptation. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, you know, we really enjoy a fire. The, the The problem is the kids are always asking me to do it, and I'm like, it will run us out of that room if, if it's not like it's got to be a certain cold. Yes. Or it's go, we're going to be, we're not going to yeah. want to sit in the room. It'll be just so hot. Uh, but yeah, maybe next week. Next week may be wow. the, uh. Wow. And I, I got, I got. Think you'll, think you'll still be wearing the sweater? Yeah, I'm going to wear this every day. <laughs> uh, you know, once you find something that works. Did you do not stop? You don't, you, don't, you know, my granddaddy for the longest time wore a uniform, but he worked for himself. I mean, he paid like cleaners to come get it and everything. So every day of my life for years, that man wore brown pants and like a light khaki button up love every it. single day. I love this. No matter what he was doing. And I thought, you know, no one's saying you wore that yesterday. No. Nope. He just rolls That's with it. I'll expect to see you yeah. in the sweater. Every day. Week. Every day. Listen to that. You're going to hear that song a lot Saturday. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll be see, back. See, you got to bring that in. We'll be back. <laughs> So as we continue the conversation, one more thing for the Vols, and then we'll move on. <clears throat> you, we were talking off air about how watching the broadcast, when we would score, it sounded like we were home. We had so many fans there. You could hear Rocky Top. You could when when Bruce, Bruce called the ball. You could hear Bruce. Like you would you would hear you would hear our fans over the LSU fans. Well, did you see that we already are going to checkered Vanderbilt Stadium? Did you see, see that? that? And I also saw this weekend, which will be interesting, they're doing, did you see this? No. This weekend at home, they're doing, you're not going to like it. Because, oh, you no. know, your oh, hair, no. it's all orange. Oh. They want every person wearing all orange. I'm okay with that because I'm gonna watch it at home. Okay, so great. You're not. That will be a, that will make a good scene at the stadium yeah. for sure. So are we wearing all, all orange? I have no idea what they're doing with the tin. Because we wore the Smokies at uh, Smoky Grays at LSU. Yep. Um, yeah, it would be cool. I would love to see us in all orange, but I know there's some purists that, well, 
Some purists would think that's a good thing. Yeah, it's going to be either way. Either way, we have a chance to make it a game. Yeah, you know. Thanks, thanks Gavin. So I think <laughs> I think that's what we take away from this. Uh, so um, takeaways from the week. I uh, I have a couple. But, okay, uh, I, here here's one for me. Uh, the the president met with OPEC and begged them not to cut a million barrels of oil. Right, and then after the meeting. OPEC announced they're cutting 2 million uh, barrels of oil. And literally, while we were out of town, overnight, gas went up 30 cents. Correct. Where we were at. Uh, and and I just don't know. I, I, I don't know. The, the policy. Look, you can you can say, hey, y'all are, you know, or I won't even put you in that camp. You can say, hey, that redhead's a right-wing nut job. Like, he just pushes. Look. Take take that out of it for a second. Hurricane Ian hits Florida. A, a bridge is demolished. Governor DeSantis puts some things together, and they have the bridge back up and running in two days. And and then you see in California they were going to bring in a, a speed rail. They've spent billions of dollars on, and no one at this point is saying we're going to complete it. We it is it is such a train like pun intended train wreck. Yeah. We're not going to be able to get it. And then you see this stuff with oil. And then we're we're pushing Venezuela to to produce more. So so for climate change, we stopped producing oil in America, but we're encouraging other countries to. It just doesn't make sense. We don't want to be responsible. It just for doesn't it, make but sense. We need it. And so the the fear that I have, like, is is normal everyday people. This winter is going to be tough on a lot of folks. Yeah, a lot of folks. And and the cost of gas, the the cost of heating your house, heating your home. the cost of food that's gone up eleven, twelve percent from this time last year, it is just a, it's just going to be hard. Yeah. And there's right now, at least from what we're hearing, there's no end in sight. You know, some could say, well, the midterms may change that, and I do think the midterms you're going to see the Senate and the House flip. I think that's happening. But 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 all that's going to do is create a stock gap it's not going to really change anything it'll just prevent some things from happening because the the president can veto anything right um and so those are things that sticks out stick out to me the you know gas went down here here's here's where politicians at times can mess up so when when gas was going up the administration was saying look it's not my fault and then when gas came down the administration came out and the, the press secretary came out and said, well, look, gas came down. This is because of the work that we're doing. It went back up. So you, you just took credit for it going down. If you just stayed out of it and said, look, it fluctuates no matter who the president is. Yeah. But instead, you took credit for it going down. Now you're going to have to take credit for it going up. And that's not a good look. on And, and so... You know, a couple months ago, it was like, well, gas is coming down. This is going to reshift the midterm elections. Well, now it's going back up literally right before the midterms. Not a good thing. Not a good no, look. No, no. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Come on. She's, she left. Did you see that? She left the party. She left the Democratic Party. Well, I mean, she wasn't really no one of them. But. No, but, but announced officially that she left the Democratic Party. 
That's certainly not to go a, independent or did not in her say, in, did huh. not say did not say she was going Republican did not say she was going okay. you know independent did not say third party any of that yeah. stuff just just out and just basically said you know this is a party that um, doesn't represent me anymore yeah. and candidly I think there's a whole bunch of people yes. that feel that way even on both sides of the aisle yeah I mean I, I really do I think I think sometimes we see some some things that feel really really extreme on the right and certainly we see plenty of things that are really really extreme on the left and if you just look at just pure data most people are not on either far yeah. of the extreme most yeah. people are like let's think rationally we let let's do what's best for the country. Let let's have a little bit of give and take here. Let's work together. Yep. And and traditionally that sets you at least somewhat towards the middle. Now, not I don't mean necessarily in terms of your your you know major moral stances sure. and things of that sort, but in terms of at times economic opinions and in times of sorts you know um, social issues. But not any, not anymore, man. Like you are the outlier uh, in terms of, uh, in connection to, to at yeah. least a, a, a portion of your party. Yep. If you sit somewhere close to the middle, or even in the ballpark of the middle. Well, well, here's here's where we're at. This is the interesting time that we live in. Is Bill Maher, who is real time with Bill yeah, Maher, has sure. had a show on for decades. Not a show that we would necessarily. No, I would encourage you to watch. For, yeah. But he's a he's always been what I would consider a far left, far liberal. Far left. Yeah. Over the last year or two. I find myself going, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, With things well, that he he's, said, like, he's like, I can't go that. Like, yeah, what are we doing? And what are we so, saying? Yeah. Uh, but, but it was interesting. He was interviewed over the weekend, and he was asked, what would bring you to the point of voting for a Ron DeSantis if he ran for president? And Bill Maher said, here's, here's the reality. If California requires me to get shots, hello, Florida. Hello, Governor DeSantis. Yeah. If you have somebody like Bill Maher saying that he would support a Governor DeSantis who is pro-life, pro-traditional marriage, yeah. pro-capitalism, pro-conservative values, like we're at a different we're at a different place. Yeah. And and so and, and but that's because again his party left him. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he hasn't changed. Like, yeah. No. His say, his no. mindset hasn't changed. Even I was. We were sitting around this weekend with my father-in-law, who doesn't have any social media. He's just like my dad. It's that my dad listens to talk radio. My father-in-law literally is like old school. I'll read the local paper. I watch the local news. And then I've told you their pastor on Sunday yeah, kind of yeah. gives them the headlines, which yeah. is a very interesting thing. Yeah. And he said he brought up to me what's happened at Vanderbilt with the oh, news yeah. out about yeah. uh, uh, minor sur- or gender surgeries for minors right and uh, he brought it up to me and he was like what is happening in our society that that anyone thinks that's okay that any parent that that any doctor thinks that's okay and and i looked at him and i said here's the thing we boston children's hospital vanderbilt all the children's hospitals around the country i won't say all a lot of them have been doing this under the radar no one's been paying attention they thought and, and many of these folks, just like politicians, think that, that social media is the real world. 
So they thought, oh, well, everybody's going to support this. I'm, we're now going to start talking about it openly on our website. Yeah. We're going to post videos talking about these surgeries. We're going to answer phone calls talking about these surgeries. And then when, we, when, when conservatives brought attention to it, then the American people go, excuse me? Right. This is happening like right down the street. This is happening in our state. Yeah. Like if it can happen in Tennessee, one of the most conservative states in the union, then it, it can happen anywhere. And so you, you have folks going, well, that's not like I don't support that. Right. And, and so we're, we're at a place now where Tulsi Gabbard, who is I mean, we me and her would disagree on, on, on a lot of things. things. Yeah, sure. But she's rational. Yeah. Like I can have a logical conversation with her, At even least though we more might disagree. Than not. Right? Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know? It's like, and, well, I mean, it's even it's the uh, it's the whole point of, you know, I mean, we we see, we see a, a number of folks that, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't have any idea on on certain personalities, but you begin to you're seeing them move out of states. You see them moving into other states. It's not necessarily that they're so conservative. It's just that they're not. Yeah. They're just not that far left, yeah. you know. So anyways, we'll talk more when we come back. So as we were as we were talking in the last segment, we are in interesting times where we see a number of folks, you know, it's, again, I am I, my I I will be willing to admit that my position when it comes to pro-life, my position when it comes to a lot of these things uh, is is certainly not the majority opinion, but the the interesting thing for me is those on the far left are refuse to admit that their position doesn't represent the majority opinion either. Yeah, and where where we're, what we're missing is a politician uh, or a leader that can speak in a way that encompasses all. And I will say, I do think. Even though uh, DeSantis and his ideals are, are, are very much strong conservative, but he can speak to a host of issues. He's, the other day when, when Biden was down there, first off, the, the, the current administration, if I was on their payroll, which, let's be honest, that's you're never going to happen. You're not. Um, but if I were on their payroll, I would have said, Mr. President, uh, I know that you like to speak and have the presidential seal in front of you, but we do not need to give Governor DeSantis a photo op where he is behind the presidential seal and he's in a suit and you're in a button up with your sleeves rolled up. <laughs> and what they did was there was a there's a picture where Biden is standing to the side. No tie. No suit. I mean, DeSantis knew what he was doing. Yeah, sure. Because normally in those settings, you go kind of dressed down. You wear yeah. a hat. Uh, DeSantis was wearing some questionable white rain boots, which yeah. I would just, yeah. you know, again, if I was on his payroll, <laughs> I'd have said, Governor, not a good look. Let's not do this. Uh, let's don't tuck your pants into those white, yeah, let's not those do white uh, uh, rain boots. But but that was a... We can get you a new pair of shoes. Anything. We can get you a well, new pair of we, shoes. Or you can get other rain boots that aren't white. Yeah. You know? And and so as we but but that photo is huge. Yeah, sure. And and then I saw an interview with DeSantis uh, with a reporter about there was one particular part of Florida that, that they some are saying didn't evacuate quick enough, didn't call for an evacuation quick enough. And he stopped the reporter and he said, "Well, but where were you? 
you were in you were in Tampa because all the data was pointing to it going to this certain area, and then it changed last minute. And at that point, it what people were like, we're staying, we're not yeah, leaving, yeah. Uh, and and the city did call for an evacuation. We did everything we can. But the the interesting thing to me is he he doesn't get angry, he doesn't raise his voice, but he's very to the point. But watching him list all the counties as he was telling her where the 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 storm yeah. system yeah. was going, I was like, is there another governor in the in the country? Like we all know our counties, yeah. but is there a governor in the country that could walk you through yeah. be, without any notes in front of him, county by county by county, town by town by town, yeah. where the system was moving while he's talking off the cuff to a reporter? And I thought, man, this dude, because a lot of folks were like, this is a moment. This is either going to make yeah, or sure. break him, how he handles it. And I mean, it's gone well. He uh, seems to have done pretty well. And, and so those I are think, those are the things that are interesting. So interesting, and you know, and again, I I don't know. Like I I am in no fashion uh, uh, learnt as my grandparents would you know would would say. Like I, I, when it comes to <clears throat> aspiring p- politicians and things of that sort, but it's just from a from a pure common man just lay person's yeah, yeah. perspective <clears throat> excuse me it's got me choked up yeah i mean i lay, i look at like like it's like you I mean you just you look at certain races you're like i have dr oz <laughs> and i have fetterman oh lord i mean you're mercy. like i it mean is. guys like yeah i've got a tv star <laughs> and and and, fetterman. And, and 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 a guy that i don't i don't even know what to do with you know yep. it's like and again, I, I, he's not trying to represent me. No. I'm not in his constituency, and yeah. I understand that. And so he very well may connect with a whole different audience, and clearly he does because he's this far down in the road on it, yeah. you know. But, you're like, it's just interesting. And, and I think maybe even – and listen, I know there's plenty of people that might have issues with any number of our local politicians. But I look at – I mean, I about said doctor. I look at Governor Lee. One of the things that I appreciate about him is I think he's just a dude. Yep. He's just a dude, you know, and he talks like a dude, and he's a normal dude, and he's a smart guy. He may or may not make every decision that I would, yeah. you know, but the thing is, he's a dude. Well, and, 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 and part of that is, here's the difficult part for me, because I, like, read and, and, and I'm into this you're, stuff yeah, all the time. Here's the difficult part. So I, I get frustrated. Look, I don't live in Pennsylvania, but I get frustrated when I see Dr. Oz and Fetterman. But there's a reason why those are the guys. Now, some would say, well, it's because of money. No, Fetterman doesn't have that. Right. It's just there's there's certain folks that are like, yeah, I'll put my name in the hat. When the, the, we know a lot of good people that could do a lot of great things in politics that will never Ever. put their name in the hat. Ever. Correct. And And so that's the hard part is... There are some that, that choose to, and I have friends that have, and I'm texting them and, and encouraging them and saying, hey, you know, hold their feet to the fire. Like, you know, especially with this stuff in Vanderbilt, I've been yeah, texting sure. friends and saying, don't let off the gas. Hold them to it. Like, you know, and I am keep doing that because I know what happens often right. is we send a strongly worded letter, and then it goes away, it's out of the news, and then we move on. Yep. And we can't, with these things, we can't do that. And and so you you see that happen, and there's always these moments of how did they get that many votes, <laughs> or how 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 did, how they, did they how did they get to this position? How did, how did they? That happen? I mean, 
Yeah, I don't understand. It is it is a very interesting even well, even it's like dominoes. In many ways, you win. You know, you you kind of win. Yep. Let, let's say you win a small little local local race. You know, local primary, or maybe but all of a sudden, then you you kind of get a little bit of the machine behind you. Yep, it and helps. Before you know it, you get more of the machine behind you, and then they they're, they're elevating this new candidate that that has managed to get a little <laughs> bit of momentum, and you're yeah. like, wait, wait a minute, this is the guy, or this. Well, is the even lady? even if you look at the state of Ohio, you have Tim Ryan run against J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance, if you'll remember, wrote the book Hillbilly Elegy, yeah. uh, which is a, an incredible book, Where and it came out after Trump won, and it kind of explained why a certain part of the country felt left out and, and felt like they were being stomped on. And, and So it's an incredible book. I, I would strongly encourage you to read it. it and it doesn't go deep into politics. Sure. It's just a kind of a story of people in Appalachia. And now you have – I watched the debate between Vance and Ryan. Ryan is sitting – I mean, he's an incumbent and was talking about community service. Ryan is as old as my dad. Yep. Maybe. I mean, he's, he's close if not. He's okay. in, his, in his mid-60s. And he was talking about his community service. He went to a private school. He brought all this up. This, I didn't know this about him. Right. But this was his moment when talking about serving the community – a man that's in his 60s said, now I've done my community service. When I was in high school, we had to wear our football jerseys and go out and serve the community. Out of all that you've done in your life, I mean, again, if I was on their payroll, I would say, sir, sir, you're also currently in D.C. Why don't you talk about what you've done there? Yeah. And not a football jersey that you wore 50 years that ago. Had, that you had to go out and do. That you uh, were made to do. An hour and a half of, of community I service. I mean, some of these things. That's why I, uh, the other day my, my son said, Daddy, when I get older, I'm going to have a phone like you. And I said, buddy, I think I'm going to get a flip phone. I think that's the direction I'm going. Because if I keep reading these things, it's, it's going to drive me bonkers. <laughs> And and so I don't know, I don't know what else to do except obviously you pray for these these folks. But I do think we're at a moment where people are going. I just want some common sense. Yeah. It's like I've, I've told this story before. My my old neighbor, who I would, who I would say not just common sense, also just normal. Normal, yeah, right. What is that even? I don't know. Yeah. I but don't but know. I, I my old neighbor is an electrician, a small business owner. And one day, you know, because I, I like politics, I always kind of throw it out there to see if anybody else Surely does. So not. can we talk about it? Surely not. And um, so it got brought up one day, and he was like, look, all I know is I made more money than I've ever made when Bill Clinton was president. And that's how I vote. Yeah. And I was like, he didn't bring up climate. He didn't bring up abortion. He didn't bring up literally all that he cared about was my business was booming under Clinton. So I could have thrown out Monica Lewin. I could have thrown out all kinds of things. It didn't matter and to he him. Could said, he yeah, could have cared less. Too bad, but yeah. He could have cared less for him, and 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 for the bulk of the populace, it's that. And that's why what we're seeing coming up to the midterms, people are seeing their electric bills are higher, their gas bills higher, their food bills higher, and their pay is not keeping up with it. That's where that's what the the bulk of people are going to vote on. Yep. And and here's here's the Debbie Downer. Here's the what I have for you today. 
I thought you were going to say Little Debbie's. No, well, those were all very positive. They've gone up in price as they well. They were very positive. Uh, but but here's here's the thing. Oftentimes, we believe that the red wave or the blue wave is the savior that we need, and it's not. Come on, preacher. And so I don't want to over spiritualize, but Come we on, think preacher. all this is going to change if our guy or our girl gets in there. Well, the it's bigger not. issue is here's the thing. Certain policies may change. Uh, the economy may change. But the things that, that are revealed in these moments when the economy does tank mm-hmm. or when we face inflation or all of a sudden we feel the pressure or the stress or the strain of financial hardship and all of these things, the things that get exposed. Yesterday, I was a complete jerk. I'm just going to go ahead and acknowledge it right here. I had to walk away from my home. I I had to walk away. In fact, we're, we're going to talk more about this. We've got one more segment. We're going to talk more about how these things, at times, they are, they are things that simply illuminate the condition of our heart and illuminate the needs of our heart and the things that are bigger than the kingdom at hand. And so we'll talk more. When we come back. So as we finish up today, Jason, you were making a point. I was confessing. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's have that. Uh, yeah. So all I was just saying is yesterday, uh, you know, it, it's it's fall break around here for for many, and uh, and in light of our oldest son's surgery, we stayed in town. I decided what I was going to do was just going to stay around the house uh, and get some stuff done. And we have done that, and it's been fairly fruitful. But but I just found myself being on edge. And I was like, man, like, like why am I on edge? And I kept thinking it was because I, I don't sit around well. And I think there's a piece of it that, that's true to that. You know, I just don't. I don't sit around well. I need to... I don't relax well. Uh, candidly, I don't Sabbath well. I, mm-hmm. I like tr- I try to, to. I'm trying to do better with those things. But I think a lot of it too is there's external things that are stressors in my life, and I just began to I just began to kind of put that onto other situations and other people and people in our home, and it just was not. It wasn't. You know, I'm not being a complete. You know, I'm not becoming abusive and screaming at people. I just right. was like on edge and was not kind and was probably snarky a couple times. And I just had to pull myself away from it. I had to stop and I truly did. I just went out inside and sat and thought and it was a beautiful day. And I just kind of stopped and thought, what is like, what's deeper going on in my heart? And listen, we do not want to minimize when your utility bill goes up, it stinks. Yep. When, when your gas bill goes up, it stinks. I will say this, <clears throat> if you're finding yourself on edge, if you're finding yourself with high anxiety, <laughs> if you're finding yourself with so many of the things that, that, that feel deeper than some of the superficial things we've described, man, just just consider where you're finding your calm, where you're finding your peace, where you're finding your hope. And we, of course, would point you to the person of Jesus. Um Never changing, yet constantly relevant. Yeah, and I think, too, we, we have to cut out a lot of the noise 
uh, I'm listening to a book right now, and one of the points they made was we're, our society now is full of a lot of the sky is falling folks. Social media is all about the sky is falling. If you, if you take two steps forward, there's somebody around you that's going to say, well, that's never going to work because right. if it was such a great idea, why hadn't somebody tried it before? Yeah. Or, and so we, we have this sense of pressure of like, oh, I have a great idea or I have this moment or I have this success or I have this win in life. And the folks around me want to pull me down because no one wants to see someone else. We really struggle with the rejoice with those who rejoice part of Scripture. Yeah. Uh, I think it's easy to mourn with those who mourn because... Frankly, sometimes we don't mind seeing people fall. Yeah. But but it's really difficult to celebrate other people's success. And so sometimes we just got to cut the noise out in our lives. And I struggle with this because even we were camping and and in this gorgeous setting, I found myself wanting to grab my phone. Mhm. And, and get all worked up about what's happening in a state that I don't live in. Yes, exactly. It's very odd. About people that you'll never Yeah, meet. like, yeah. Uh, what did Fetterman have for lunch in Pennsylvania? <laughs> Where did he go? And how long did he live with his mom in their yeah. basement? You know, yeah. like, these are things that don't matter to me. And, and I'm looking around at gorgeous scenery. The leaves are changing here in East Tennessee. And I'm going, I want to grab my phone. Yeah. And if it's not my phone, it's... It's a podcast. If it's not, you know, it's always something that I got to feel the the space, the 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 silence because I can't sit in silence. Obviously, yeah. who wants to do that? Huh. And so, but we have all these noises coming in. And then I think, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I think even if you look back at what your family has dealt with over the last few months, yeah. and you had a moment as a dad looking at your son, going, "Man, I hope this surgery works out." Yeah, no doubt. And in the grand scheme. Now, look, I'm all about political engagement, but in that moment in time, it means who gives a rip about what it happens in Pennsylvania means, if when your boy is, is going right. through a, a yeah. difficult scenario and situation? Yep. And so these are the things that we have to just put into perspective. It doesn't mean that engaging in, in, in culture war doesn't matter. It certainly matters, and we need to step up and do that. But we have to put things in its proper perspective and, and realize that, Maybe I don't need to get worked up right. on, on some of these things as much. And maybe I just need to look around me. So in, in, in the last few seconds we've got here, if there's one thing that you see on social media, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that yeah. you see on social media that you're like, I need a whole lot less of that. Yeah, yeah. If there's one thing that you see that pops up occasionally, you're like, I need more of that. Yes. What is it? Uh, it's videos. <laughs> Funny Videos of any kind. Or it's like parody videos? Parody videos, or it's soldiers being reunited with their family. Yes. That is like when a dad is in a catcher's outfit and his son throws the ball to him and then the dad takes off the helmet. I am, I'm a basket case every time. I have found myself somehow, and you know, of course it's some algorithm, but it's videos of people going around the world trying fast food restaurant okay. items. Okay. That are like, you know, like the most expensive Big Mac is yeah, in yeah. Sweden. I learned that a couple okay. days ago. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Why? Why? These algorithms know us. Jason. But I find such yeah. enjoyment in it. Yeah, yeah. So bizarre. Anyways, hey, God bless you, friends. If ever we can serve you in any way, by all means, feel free to reach out. God bless you. We'll, we'll talk, talk to you, to you next, next week. week.